everybody to episode six of state of the save our second part discussion on metal gear solid three boy man last episode blew up blew up people have opinions on our opinions on metal gear um feeling pretty good about this one i think we're gonna have a fun conversation today we're gonna kind of be a little bit more brief in the beginning here because we got a lot to cover Mm -hmm. and uh definitely want to make sure we give this a fair shake Let's do a quick around the horn. Michael, what's been going on, Michael? Everything's been uh, pretty good. I haven't been playing a whole lot this week besides Metal Gear. Uh, most of my time has been, I talked about a lot last week, Trials of Mana, the uh, original uh, Super Nintendo version that was uh, finally localized and came out last year. It's still really, really good. I still recommend it. Uh, Nick, you told me you played the uh, demo for Trials of Mana. I did play a short bit of the demo quite a while back. Yeah, the demo of the remake, uh, I remember looking it up after you told me you couldn't get through it, and man, that English voice acting is really rough. No, it's not just you. I was like, okay, this... When it, I think when it comes to remakes of like Super Nintendo RPGs, the voice acting, it will kind of make or break that. Yeah. So... Man, but if the gameplays and the story stuff is still there, that's really cool. But I'd probably just turn the voices down and just use subtitles <laughs> at that point. But other than that, yeah, still a really great game. I'm probably going to end up finishing it within these next two weeks. So I'll give my whole thoughts on that once I kind of wrap it up. Right on. Nick, what have you been playing, man? What have you been up to? Um, other than the Metal Gear, I haven't been really doing very much. Uh, so I just, not to go too hard... But I just got uh, Ultimate Game Pass. So, Ooh, Ultimate uh, Game Pass. Going from PC to console, the the selection is vastly different. There's a lot more of like a value offer on the console. There's so I mean, kind of going through that catalog there uh, and doing the thing where you just pick a game and play it for ten minutes and then delete it off your console and download another one. I'm gonna tell you right now, Game Pass is is a must have service at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't purchase many games anymore because so much stuff is just being added on there it's kind of like how netflix was when it first came out yeah it feels like you know boy i got you know you got new releases you got classics you got all that stuff being added i just feel like it really is a a must-have at this point um i don't see any reason why you would have an xbox and not get game pass and i don't think in the future there's really going to be much of an option for that from what i'm kind of hearing about the new xbox that's going to be where they push you if you want to play online you just have game pass you want you know game pass is going to be the main service in the future it's my understanding of where they're going yes yeah, where they took the xbox live gold year subscription off the table but they saw the game pass ultimate for a year but you can still buy xbox live gold uh, monthly and in three month increments i think they said they have no plans to do away with Xbox Live Gold because there were rumors circulating that they were going mm. to get rid of it. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. But, uh, so yeah, we'll just see what happens well, with the next gen. Why would you not get rid of Gold and just link it to Game Pass? Like, as a business decision, I just kind of, in my mind, combining those services, the the amount of bang for the buck that you get as a, you know, a player, I don't foresee 
that being like an option going forward realistically even if they keep it around mm-hmm. why would you not just go ahead and get the game pass i mean usually the price exactly. is not that much of a difference the amount of service that you're getting i would, just feels like a it feels like yeah. a it feels like a, a a duplicate service that's not necessary i would all. probably drop gold faster than i would drop game pass yeah, oh, yeah. Come, so that just because like uh all of the multiplayer options are going to be they're going to get huge updates and move their focus primarily to the new consoles because those are just going to keep going forever. But uh, if I just stick with my Xbox One for a while before I upgrade, then I'm just probably just going to be fine with Game Pass, just playing those single-player offerings. Yeah, yeah. I really just don't... I don't know, man. For some reason, I just don't see why keeping the gold subscription around for a while really makes a lot of sense. I'm sure there's a business decision somewhere. Especially since the main reason I've just been keeping it was for those free Xbox Live Gold games, but those have not been great recently. No. Since Game Pass take took over, it's not really a, a bunch of stuff being offered there because it just goes to Game Pass instead. Yeah, exactly. You know? Which, to be honest with you, that's the way it should that's be. Your, yeah, yeah exactly. Put more stuff on there, and mm-hmm. I don't need the random Xbox driving game from 2007 that they give me for free you know just put more stuff on game pass yeah i i I just thought that was weird the idea that they would keep that around to me it just makes more sense to go ahead and make that a single or soft you know service Mm -hmm. i do hope that they try to go towards like a year subscription of ultimate instead the same way that they did with gold uh just because that like if you know that you're gonna have this service um it's a lot better to pay for it yearly at at a smaller rate than monthly i would happily hand them fifty dollars a year or even a little bit more to be honest with it's a it's a worthwhile service like yeah the amount of games that you get on there if that continues to be the case and they continue to get this many kind of indie games this many big releases all the first party stuff goes there hey man let me hand you 50 bucks a year have my online service, have my Game Pass, and then just not worry about it. It was strange because, was it last week they did their uh, big Xbox showcase for the new consoles, and that didn't feel like a showcase for the Xbox Series X at all. That felt like a showcase for Game Pass more than anything. It was like, yeah, Halo looks cool, but it's on Game Pass. That's the big thing. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of like, all of these games you're about to see come come day one to game pass yeah and that's awesome yeah i but mean for a console showcase that wasn't really what you wanted to necessarily see it was something that i liked better on reflection but after like after just watching that conference i was like is that it yeah it's just like <laughs> instead of here's the xbox series x it's just like hey remember we're xbox like check out this brand yeah but my understanding is also i watched a little bit of the sony one the sony one was kind of the same thing where it was just these are all the games. No, they don't have a Game Pass service or anything mm-hmm. like that. But theirs was just game-focused. I wonder how much of that is just due to the current climate of manufacturing and how this is kind of going on. Do they not have... Like, I want, like everyone's wanting to know price. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they actually have a price pinned down yet with all this stuff going on. It, well, it's just two, a game of chicken. They yeah, probably have a, a similar... Someone, they're waiting on the other person to go first so that the other person can take a hit... Mm-hmm. and drop their price $50, and yeah, all of a sudden exactly. they have the lead way going into the holiday season. Okay, It's all last, a game of chicken. Last question before we go into Metal Gear. Who blinks? If I place your bets. Place your bets, boys and girls. Who, who, who drops blinks it first? first? I'm going to bet Microsoft is going to drop their price first because they'll have Lockhart, so they will have a lower skew console too. So they'll 
Tony, Sony's allure to a console just doesn't have a CD drive, but Lockhart, supposedly, from the rumors we've heard about it, is that it's going to be just as powerful as the Series X, but it's only going to output 1080p. So you can have that box come out for $350, $400, and then have the base box come out for an even higher price. Yeah. But So that's my guess. I think Microsoft, once they announce Lockhart, they're going to drop the price, and then Sony's going to do their thing. So... See, I'm going to lean the other way, and I'm going to say that uh, that PlayStation, Sony, they drop their price first just because, not that they would want to, but because Microsoft doesn't want to come into this generation too high again. Like, mm-hmm. I would imagine that their gameplay is more reactive this time. Well, the but, reason it was $100 more originally was because they had it bundled in with the Kinect, and yeah. that killed Boy, them. Boy, yeah. Oh. That is true, yeah. Who, I, I've never owned a Kinect because I was smart enough to be like, eh, just gonna wait for the model that comes without one of these. This will be two hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a yeah. This is a big generation. It's been a while if you think about it. You know, the three sixty PlayStation three generation was such a long generation that you know it feels weird to get back into almost like a normal console mm-hmm. generation. You know, what was the one? The one's been around for what six seven years. Twenty thirteen. It'll be seven years. So when about they drop. seven years for the PlayStation four and. Xbox One. We're not putting Nintendo into this. Nintendo does what they want to do. Yeah. Um, it seems to be working well for them. I mean, it works for great sure. for them. Not, <laughs> yeah. they're, just, they're the outsider in this. They're not yeah. getting into this fight. Um, I think this is kind of like a... Yeah, this is like... I think Microsoft views this as a make-or-break kind of situation for them. They need to come out swinging. I, I'm thinking Sony blinks first. I think they come in, they drop the price, and then I think Microsoft will... Microsoft also could take a hit on the console... And try to make it up on back end later. I think that's completely possible for them. So, yeah, Microsoft is my bet. Nick, you got Microsoft. We got Michael over there for Sony. So, here we go. Um, I just play Control. That's the only thing I played, really. Um, it's a good game, really good game. I'm not <laughs> gonna go. Joint. Yeah, it's another remedy joint. I like man, remedy's got cool stuff. Yeah, like I said this off, you know, yeah. mic before, but I, I feel like I'm about to just go 100 percent headlong into that lore, <laughs> just <laughs> try to connect everything. Yeah, Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. <laughs> with the little red lines all over the place. Been up for days. <laughs> there is no Miss Peacock, whatever that guy was. He kept claiming didn't exist. Um, yeah, man, there's some there's really cool stuff in there. And then Michael put in the Discord that uh, Alan Wake is going to be appearing in the DLC, and I have theories about how that works. I think I figured it out. Um, but yeah, man, cool stuff. Control is cool. It's worth playing. It is a really good game. That's a game we'll have a long conversation about one day. Oh, we'll play that definitely yeah. for sure. There's <laughs> we'll, a lot to go over. We we'll have a conversation about some control. But now, speaking of conversations, let's get to it. As someone who loves a good set with me, uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, I I I went into the Discord and I said I have a confession I have to make on the podcast, mm. and I've been keeping this bottled up inside of me for going on two weeks. I think I've come around on Metal Gear Solid Three to the point now I have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> and I freaking I think I like this game. Yes. Well, I have, All right. <laughs> I can, I, and this is hard because I've, I've had to talk to y'all since <laughs> I've come to this realization, but I've had to bottle it up inside. Um, I think I actually like this game, but I don't think it's because like 
the game did any different changes or anything. I think it's just that I got Stockholm Syndrome yeah. now, and it's like, okay, yes, Metal Gear Solid, I guess we'll hold three buttons to shoot a rifle. <laughs> but this segment, this segment in particular really turned me around on this game. I don't know if it's because it's more gameplay-focused. Um, this is the biggest gameplay chunk in yeah. the game, I think. It gave me time to get accustomed to how this game plays and how it wants me to play it. But um, I've turned around on it. Uh, I, I, Nick, have you been Stockholm Syndromed into liking Metal Gear Solid 3? This game is fine. Yay! <laughs> I'll take it. That's, that's about the most hot praise that I can muster. And, uh, it's not as unbearable as I originally thought it was once I figured out how to do the close quarters stuff and that if you just hold down the left stick, eventually you will hit them with the AK. And that's how you play this game. <laughs> Unless you're a masochist and you are playing <laughs> with no kills. Yes. I don't know how you... I, I've asked that question throughout this entire time because people die in my game yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. And they go down hard. Like <laughs> there's, no, there's no flesh wounds in Eric's Metal Gear Solid 3. It's headshots and... Yeah, everyone dies. He's in the Mark 22. Oh, dude. Yeah, Mark 22, I don't think he's even in my current inventory. <laughs> I have that thing that. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no one, no one, even if I hit him with the Mark 22, I go over there and then wake him up and then pick him up and slit the throat. <laughs> like, hey, listen, ain't nobody, there's no witnesses here. And that's a viable way to play this game, absolutely. Um, there's no wrong answers. But. This segment has really kind of turned me around on it. You know, last time we ended the first section section of the game mm-hmm. with the uh, the pa- the pain boss battle. We fought the pain. Uh, that was a pretty cool boss battle. I even I think last episode said that I felt like that was the first real boss in the game. I will say this: the ocelot fight, things like that from the first part of this game, do not make a good first impression. Yeah, um, I, I could stand definitely by see that. that. I stand by that opinion, even as somebody who's now saying, "Hey, I actually really like this game." It does not make a good first impression, and I could have seen myself if it wasn't for the fact that we're doing this for this podcast, mm-hmm. stopping at that ocelot fight, being like, "This is not what I want." Yeah, that first boss fight doesn't teach you anything new about the game and it doesn't reward you for learning the mechanics all of the bosses we're going to talk about today encourage you to learn the survival skills like learn like use exploration to get items to help make those boss fights easier yeah that all of the all three bosses during this section four for nick because you made it through the pain this time oh yeah that's true yeah so it's my first time playing through with the pain Yeah. yeah so all of them are good reflections on the game as a whole, which is what I feel like these chunks are great boss fights. If I could like re-edit this game, mm-hmm. my biggest changes I would have made was probably cut out that Ocelot fight and get you to the pain faster. Yeah. Because once you get to the pain, and I know we're talking about stuff that we talked about last time, but it's now all in context, it starts to teach you how to use that inventory system of hey look at your inventory see what's there try to see what could maybe help you out in this fight mm-hmm. you know i talked about that with like the bug repellent right. stuff the game didn't tell me hey i need the bug repellent but it's like this makes sense here to me i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. once you got into that i start to start things start to click things start to make sense and all the bosses in the rest of this part right here 
encourage you to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I was experimenting with my backpack. Yeah. Um, they should have got us to heal faster mm-hmm. because me as a player, if it wasn't for like this show right here, I probably would have bowed out. Mm-hmm. Especially playing this now. It was just like, hey, you know, this is not what I want. But once you get past that, you start to understand that that's that it starts to better give you opportunities to use that stuff is when you really i really started to enjoy this um kind of uh just where we were at you know we beat the pain we exit the cave um just a little section in the cave there where we're just kind of walking away through the rest of it Mm -hmm. we come out into this really cool sequence in a river Mm -hmm. where you're like waist deep in water and there's these um like hovel hovel craft yeah the things. hover bikes yeah hovel bat uh, hovel bikes or whatever they're called um up above us which um you know those existed in cold war 1960 mm-hmm. soviet union fun uh, fact shooting those guys with a tranquilizer gun will allow them they fall from the sky and explode that does not count as a kill <laughs> you know this game's Shooting an explosive barrel and having the barrel kill them does not count as a kill. Huh. This game's non-lethal <laughs> options seem very lethal. It wasn't me. It was the barrel. <laughs> it seems like somebody negotiated at like a lawyer's office. Like, yes, technically he ended up dead, but I did not cause it. I can make that same argument. <laughs> I did not cause this guy to die. The AK-47 round caused him to die. It's the same thing. I don't know. I just feel kind of quite... I feel <laughs> shady on how Metal Gear views this. Um, but this is a really cool sequence. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. It looks like something out of a movie as you kind of wade through the water there. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled with those those bikes. So what I did is just shoot the guys in the head and let them fall. But like I tried to do some stealth options through there. Is there a way to... like? swim under the water can, by them because yeah, i tried that but they that. kept seeing me so i don't know what i was doing wrong there maybe it was I a found, camouflage thing yeah i found a water camo see i didn't have that yeah that might have been during it. the first section of this because i got the water camo during that little facility that you get to right before you get to the ocelot fight it was on the roof of that place i think yeah i didn't have that but this was a cool sequence and mm-hmm. even just shooting people well even, kind of well, even with that, I w- was having some trouble stealthing in the water, though. I will say this, the water stealth in this game is rough. Like, it's very difficult to go through that without being seen. So yeah. I got a lot of my alerts during this section here. Did you get through this with um, stealth, or did you um, so drop fools? My understanding is that if you swim underneath, bef- like, if they don't see you dive, that they won't spot you. Hmm. Um, because somehow I got through it all without getting seen at all. See, I tried it a couple of times because I wanted to kind of do... I, in my head, I was like, okay, this should make sense. I should swim under the water. But I might have been, because I was trying to time my like the oxygen level you have there, yeah. I might have just been mistiming it and going under after I was technically seen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, really cool sequence. Looks pretty. Like the sun's starting to go down, so you have that like, you know, it's like maybe an hour away from the sun being completely gone. It's a really striking sequence. There's no true day-night cycle with this game. It's all scripted, but they handle that really well, like going through the jungle at night and then mm-hmm. going through it in the day again. To be honest with you, I think it's better scripted mm-hmm. yeah. because you get a moment like this where you feel like, okay, it's been a long day and you're, the night's slowly taking over. Like I think it's better scripted, and they do that throughout this chapter several times, so I like it better because like in Metal Gear Solid Five, you can like 
delay time to go in at night and stuff like that. Yeah. And you kind of lose some of those just scripted moments of feeling like, okay, I'm going in at, you know, it's at dusk and I'm moving through this. You know, it feels cool. It feel really, it felt really good. It was a really striking sequence. Mm. Um, Did you guys find the sniper rifle here? I looked all over for that sniper rifle and could not find it. So I found it after the cutscene. Gotcha. Yeah. That bummed me out because I, you know, you left us a, a little hint saying, "Hey, you're gonna need to look for that sniper rifle. It would do you good." Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on the active process of looking for it, and I couldn't find it at this point. It's one of, I did it's, find it yeah. eventually, but yeah, it's, they, it's pretty. There's another place for it. Yeah, there's a cliff uh, that splits off in two. Sorry, a canyon that splits off in two. You can go right or left. I think going right triggers like a cut scene area but if you go left then there's like a little section with guards or something with a little building if you go in there and go through to like a little closet it's in the closet yeah okay yeah i didn't have it there you know as you progress through this kind of bog area you come out to um the aqueducts that overlook um like a warehouse and this is where the a cutscene triggers where we see um Volgan talking to the the scientist Sokolov. Sokolov, he's basically threatening him. He's electrocuting his wife. Uh, is it his wife? Or no, no, no. It... That was oh Sokolov's wife. That's Sokolov's uh, girlfriend. Yeah. Who's, who's also also Eva. Eva is Eva. It's definitely it's Eva. Eva. I well, mean, we so I, okay, I was about to say, are you supposed to put that together? immediately because i didn't until the end of this chunk that we played i didn't put it together because i just thought that like boy this game has like one model for blind (laughs) so i just assumed that it was somebody else yeah so i felt kind of dumb when they revealed it but at the same time i was like okay game i i I think the reveal it's because we see her at during a virtuous mission and we don't put two and two together again it's when we meet eva and we go back to them i think is when we're supposed to Flip the switch and go. Oh, that's Tatiana's Eva. Not me. Uh, not me either. I can't. <laughs> was it all the way to the bit where Ocelot's like, "Is that perfume?" Yes. Yep. Ah. Where yep. It was. And gotcha. I, now that makes sense. I figured it out before Ocelot, which is the important thing because Ocelot would never be smarter than me. <laughs> but I did figure it out before Ocelot. But this is a little sequence where we're kind of staring across the aqueduct, um, the little little water yeah mm-hmm. like locate like where they store water at i guess mm-hmm. um we see the boss out there they ocelot's a dick and just makes um uh, makes, yeah guns. he makes him freaking piss himself <laughs> and like every time ocelot pops up in this game it just makes me mad i just i just everyone i'm starting like i said i came around in this game i've not come around on ocelot like he does the juggling thing and it's just like He's there for somebody to slap him in the face. And then every time he does it, like the boss he you know, like grabs one of the guns and like takes the the uh the cylinder out for the bullets. That was a cool thing, like you don't even see she's there and all of a sudden her hand reaches and just grabs one of the guns. Yeah. It's so cool. But it's just like why Ocelot? Like why are you doing this? O- you have to know that he's bit. a cocky young buck. Ocelot I has always been <laughs> extra. He's always been. This is every single game he's in, he's always the most like uh, flamboyantly evil. And yeah, it's wonderful. This is like the starting know, phases here. I feel like he's. I just feel like he's just a dork. <laughs> um, 
But we do see this is a moment where I realized I should have had the sniper rifle because I figured yes. out what you were, uh, you know, hinting. That at. was one of the things I was alluding to. There's actually I'll okay get there because <laughs> they roll the end out, mm-hmm. and there's a sequence where the boss is basically, "Hey, the pain's dead. We're going to send somebody else out to go find Snake." They send the fear. Um, he runs on water. He, yeah, he runs on jumps water. over the ravine. He's a creepy little dude. Yeah, he reminds me of the dude from the Gang Green Gang. He is. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I did not expect to hear that reference today, but yeah. all right. <laughs> but I'm not wrong though. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, that's exactly who he is. But you know, Vogan makes some vague sexual threats at you know well, who we know is Eva. They all leave, and the end is still out there for like a maybe a minute. And I realized right then, I was like, here's a chance I could just shoot the end in the head if mm-hmm. I had a sniper. I tried it with the pistol. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, think it does not walk. Um, but uh, so instead, I go in. You know, it was a cool little moment. That little warehouse was kind of cool. You know, swimming across the water, coming out of the, you know, you can kind of pop up on the docks behind dudes. I kept jumping back in the water and like swimming around to the other side. Um, <laughs> Where'd he like, go? <laughs> exactly where'd he go who knows and like it just yeah it was a pretty cool little moment um the warehouse itself is i thought it was going to be like a big gameplay sequence and instead you just kind of like go through the warehouse yes. and a couple stairs yeah it's like a couple st- no you come back right yeah but i thought it was going to be a little bit more of a like a s- substantial portion of the game but it's more like really. a junction than anything mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah we go in, uh, literally my notes is into the warehouse we go <laughs> Out of the warehouse we go. Um, so we kind of walk our way through there. Then we go through like a large portion of jungle where I was, there wasn't really any enemies. It was just kind of like a, mm-hmm. you know, just a portion that we will be backtracking through in a little bit. Yeah. And when I came back through, I was kind of, um, I was impressed with that kind of setup of like, it's showing what you're going to have to be dealing with in a little bit. It's a smart, mm-hmm. it's a smart design choice. It makes you feel comfortable with an area going, okay, I know what's through here. And yeah. then when they turn it on its head, you're like, oh, this is not safe anymore. And we're walking our way to the uh, the lab where we're assuming that this, uh, the doc's at. You know, we're assuming that's where Sokoloff's is at. Um, as we get to the lab, the lab is actually one of my favorite parts in this. And I'll tell you why. Uh, you can call the major... When you get inside the lab, he'll tell you that you can wear the scientist disguise. Eva also tells you that when you first meet her, she can do the scientist disguise. And I had forgotten that. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> and plus, we were playing this on a two-week uh, yeah. rotation, so, so I can understand. it's been like four weeks since Eva told me that, <laughs> or three <laughs> weeks. So when I got to the lab, you know, I took out some guards outside. I snuck my way through into the lab, and then I stealthed my way through that entire sequence, mm-hmm. like slitting throats and hitting dudes with silent <laughs> shot. And then when I got to the bottom level, about a room away from the, um, you know, Geary, Geary, the the uh, who's the the drunk scientist that we ran into on the Granin. Granin. When about about a room away from Granin is when I decided to call the major. He's like, "Make sure you wear the scientist disguise." I'm like son of a bitch, I didn't know <laughs> you know. But there's some really cool stuff in this whole lab section. It's a really well designed section. Um, I found uh, cigarette spray here. Yeah. Which uh, just knocks people flat. So in the scientist disguise, you can just walk up to people, breathe cigarette smoke on them, and they pass out instantly. Oh, that's cool. It's really fun to just I, 
like there was just a ton of cool stuff here. Like this is where I found like the first magazine, which is like a way to just stick that in the hallway, let a guy come by it, and he'll get distracted by the magazine. You can sneak by. It's like, it's like a nudie magazine. Well, I didn't know yeah, before. Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like a porn magazine. Huh. It's basically a, it's a porn magazine that you can just sit <laughs> on the floor and the dudes get distracted when they walk by. Which, in the defense, that's a that's a realistic thing that might happen. There's also the there's also some uh, Game Informer magazines here. I saw there's, okay. there's a copy of EGM, mm-hmm. which is an EGM that I had. Mm-hmm. There was a copy of Game Pro. There's a copy of PSM mm-hmm. magazine. Game Pro and PSM I never read, but I was aware of them. Yeah, there's several. Um, was that a Game Informer? I didn't see a Game Informer. There was a Game Informer there. It's the one with the uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, cover of it. That's Tomley. Yeah, yeah, it's all, but they're all Metal <laughs> Gear Solid Solid references. It was like, like the big Game Informer cover yeah. of that game, the, re- the reveal one for it. Like the EGM one was the same thing. It was like the big EGM. I think it was around like E3 or something like that. I just like those little touches yeah, in Metal yeah. Gear. It's, there was it's also those, um, in like the prison section, there was like, uh, like uh, posters that have ladies on them and they have names on there so i googled these people these are real like japanese models i guess at the time so hmm. i just googled it's it's for research I had to <laughs> but i just thought that was kind of weird that they had names on there like hey if you would like to reference this lady you too can look her up it was just very very kindly i appreciate them providing reference material um like I said, I stealthed my way through this whole thing. Nick, did you do the scientist thing, or did you Yeah, stealth? I stealthed through it, too. I forgot about the... I, so I went by just the values that, uh, mm. that you know, camouflages will show. Like, this is this will make you minus 5 or plus 45. And I didn't see that it would give you any bonus, at least where I was using it, probably because I'd already been seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just was like, no, oh, I it guess doesn't I'm just going to crawl under some beds. It doesn't give you a camouflage bonus. It just people will ignore you, yeah. And, unless they're scientists, and the scientists will freak out and then I, call the guard, run and call the guards and everything. Oh, I they didn't get away from me. Gotcha. The scientists didn't get away. From me. I just did the. I think it's Eric. I just <laughs> I just roll tackled them and just ran oh, through to get to Granin. <laughs> no roll tackles going on. All right, listen, you're a scientist for the bad guys. You're just as guilty in my mind. You're getting taken out with an M16 just like everybody else. Yeah, but who's bad this time will be good next time, Eric. You you know what? I do not. I also stand by that. That was a stupid speech. Well, <laughs> put people off that gate. That's a dumb speech. Um, but you know, this is a really cool facility. It's fun to stealth through it. Actually, like like I know I could have done the scientist thing, but I actually kind of had a lot of fun sneaking through and taking guys out. Yeah. Um, we get down there uh, to the very bottom of the facility. You know, Sukolov's not here. I'm not saying that right, Emma. Sokolov. Sokolov. Sokolov, yeah. Boy, Russian names and putting them in my mouth, not a great idea. Um, so he's, we're, we're realizing he's not there. And when we get down to the um, kind of the basement level of the, the lab, we find a very drunk, very disgruntled um, Granin. Mm-hmm. Granin? Who's listening uh, to the 1960s version of the Metal Gear Solid main theme? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool, I guess. Like, I feel like sometimes they go a little bit too far with the self-referential stuff, but I don't know. Um, so he's in there. He's been drinking his sorrows away, and you basically realize that he is—he's like a 
the main weapons manufacturer developer for the Soviet Union. He's like a hero to the Soviet Union. And Sokolov's basically taken his, all of his clout. Mm-hmm. You know, all of his fame and such has been taken away from him. So he's kind of, he's disgruntled enough that he's not like trying to like betray the Soviet Union, but he is willing to give you up information to get Sokolov out of there. Um, he's also developing Metal Gear. Yeah. He's the actual developer of Metal Gear. He says something along the lines of legs are the revolution in weaponry. Uh, yeah, I like when... That was like, uh, the future of warfare is legs. That's no, that, what you need. <laughs> there's a portion in which he's like, Snake, don't you truly know what what's, you know, the future of warfare? And he keeps pointing at his legs and he's like, shoes. Those nice shoes. Snake's, it's like, Snake, you idiot, man. He's just showed you a robot with legs. His legs. But, um, yeah, he basically is like, hey, get this Sokolov guy out of here. And I'm going to pass along the Metal Gear information to my friend in the United States. Mm-hmm. Basically to show the Russians that they were wrong in taking away my funding and giving it to Sokolov. Yeah, he doesn't want to portray Russia. He wants to portray uh, Volgan specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But he in, yeah. I mean, he's. He was but, like, we'll, "We'll help each other out. If you go take uh, Volgan down, that'll end up helping me. So I'm on your side, I guess." What is this thing that they keep? This is where they first talk about the legacy. What is this? Thing? The philosopher's legacy. Yeah. Mike, what we, we know about it at this point is that it's a joint. Well, from this point in the story, we know that it's like a joint uh, secret society grouping between all of the major superpowers and that Volgan's dad was their treasurer. Like he was in okay. charge of the money. It's like the Illuminati. Basically. Is this like a thing that like is like everything in this game series references this or is it just true to this one game? Does it it the, leads to the Patriots? This is the foundation that would later work its way into the it's like the proto Patriots essentially. I know we're talking yeah. over Nick's head here. <laughs> the, the answer to your we'll, question... We'll get more into like the Patriots discussion at the end of this game. Okay. But To answer your discretion, dis- yeah, yes and no. Like, well, I guess what I'm trying to figure out, is there a reason that I don't care about that part? <laughs> you would, Well, Snake doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, You'll be learning along with him what the yeah. Philosopher's Legacy is. Okay. Don't worry, there's a huge info dump coming. Don't, wor- don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> We, you know we love info dumps, boy. Um, no, that's that you. Because I was also when I heard that I was like, because my understanding of that stuff is real vague. Yeah. I was like, okay, am I supposed to be shocked by this? But really, at this point, Snake doesn't know what that is either. So I think you're fine. You're fine with not. It's just an excuse for where he's getting all the money and funds to be able to privately run his own little, you know coup and army and all this stuff so got it yeah i don't think you really need to know the in-depth breakdown of all of this stuff um i didn't know if i had to have the mask on during this section like the you have a blonde mask during this which is a reference to raiden in metal gear solid 2 so snake just has a disguise mask i had that on and i didn't know it like broke cutscenes because the mat the mouth doesn't move on snake <laughs> the entire time so he's just like that's He's funny. like Metal Gear with his mouth not moving and everything. It's kind of weird. <laughs> well, in your you didn't miss much because in reality his mouth doesn't move much when he says it either. Yeah, like it's kind of yeah, there's some weird like vocal like lip movements in this game where they don't 
line up completely. Mm-hmm. But um, Grennan says to capitalism, and then Snake says nothing. <laughs> Snake's just like, yeah, cool, man. <laughs> I right. got, I got to go. Uh, the big thing is we get a key to go back to that warehouse, and it opens a door that is leading into the mountains mm-hmm. to go to the actual facility that Sokoloff is at. Grozny Grad. Grozny Grad. Is, Very cool is sounding. A huge. Uh, I feel like place. that's the same name that they've used for like three of these compounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's it sounds like the name like there's a mission in Modern Warfare Two that you launch like a assault on a like castle that's now a prison, and oh, it, yeah, that it's place. that kind of same thing. It's it's your prototypical gulag Russian. You know, bad prison place. You if, know. That, if Grozny Grad showed up in The Rock, you would not bat an eye or something. Oh, yeah, it'd be like, okay, cool, yeah. Now <laughs> now Nicolas Cage has to get himself into Grozny Grad. And you're like, awesome, I'll watch this for two hours. <laughs> I'd watch Nicolas Cage trying to be... Nicolas Cage as Snake would be pretty fun. That would be. Yeah, I would watch that. I, I think it might be better. <laughs> like, someone's... We're really pissing off the Metal Gear oh, Reddit no, now. Don't, don't talk oh, about David man. <laughs> Oh, man. I think, Nicholas, I think Nicolas Cage would be a better snake. Or Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> now we're just... Now we're just... Now we're just pissing in people's cornflakes. <laughs> I like the fact that Michael uh, just keeps his mouth quiet. He's yeah, like, Michael, how do you feel about Tom Cruise's solid snake? <laughs> I would I would put my weight towards Oscar Isaac as a snake in the movie. No, is that no? It needs to be it needs to be Nicholas Cage. Okay, I mean, we got we've we've trolled enough. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna move on. So we walk our way back out of the lab. We're going back to the warehouse, and then that big open area where nothing really happened on the way there mm-hmm. is where we encounter the fear. <laughs> I don't know if that showed up on the mic. Do you want to try that again? <laughs> the, the fear is... It's a good fight. Um, he is creepy. Like, he's like a Spider-Man. Like, he's a... He he's crawls like Spider- up the yeah. tree, like, backwards. And but that's after yeah. he pops his arms out of socket. <laughs> like, he pops his arms out of socket to do it. Um, he's shooting poison darts that if you don't take care of them very quickly they'll you know jack yeah. you up the arena is filled with like rope traps and everything that could put yeah. you on uh either hang you upside down or they'll hit you with a log like an yeah. ewok yeah this. yeah there's a lot of that stuff now um this is the first time i got really good at using the backpack mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. right away i had a hard time tracking him because he jumps between the trees and mm-hmm. you know you can see him it's daytime but uh, thermal goggles. Those Take thermal care of that problem right away. <laughs> yeah. Put those thermal goggles on. I had the um. It's an M16. I think it's labeled like an X M17. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's labeled weird, but it's an M16A1. Um, I had that at that point, so I was just kind of using the thermal goggles to track them. Pop out from a tree. Pop, 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 pop back out behind trees. Using trees as cover. Like it was a fun fight. Um, it's similar to the end, but the end is better than this. Um, this fight was difficult on, it took me a few tries to get it because playing non-lethal, he has a bit where when he loses stamina, he goes and he heals his stamina. So it was like, I don't know if he replenishes his health at all during that fight. He does. He does? Okay. Because like whenever I got down to like low stamina, he would be, if he, it was a race for me to like 
get the items he was shooting first, otherwise he'd be back at full health again. Yeah. So that was like a constant cycle for me. Did it do the same thing for you where it was like filling up all the way to full health or was it a lot slower than that? Um, it was slower, but you know, you could generally, you could get the item that he was trying to replenish his stamina with mm-hmm. before he could, or if you shoot him while he's eating it, he drops it and can't yeah. find it. That so, was that was my kind of go-to strategy yeah. was... Oh, he's going down there to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pop him. Mm-hmm. And know? if he does that, I want to say he doesn't go back into no. the camouflage, so it's way easier. Yeah, like if you hit him then, he doesn't go back into the like yeah, the shadowy camouflage stuff. and It's easy to take down. This is a fun fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like this fight a lot. Nick, how do you kind of feel about this at this point as kind of our resident... <laughs> hater? <laughs> not hate. We're not hater, but you know, someone who's had some issues with the game at this point are you feeling more comfortable with the game at this point so i would consider this to be the part that i actually started enjoying this game um if it was me i feel like the first three bosses are in the wrong order so like if it was like you fight that dude and then the b dude and then the end and then ocelot before you fight anybody else i'd be like okay i get it like Mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot more palatable at that point than even if you fought Ocelot after the fear, at that point, you have a better grip on the shooting. Yeah. You have a better grip on the movement. I really just, in my mind, you just cut the Ocelot fight. I don't see what that really does for the story. I mean, I get it. It's like he's, you know, I don't know. I get it. I, yeah, I mean. The fight the and game. the mechanics are, are bad, but I get it as far as it goes in the story. I, or you shorten it. You make us a lot easier to get take down. Yeah. So you don't have to do it for as long. I don't Actually, know. It'd be fun if it was like and the animations out of it. I would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun that fight if I have you guys, have you guys ever played uh, Batman Arkham Origins the yes, executioner fight where you walk yes, up to I him have. and do one punch and he's out. That'd be funny if it was like the Ocelot fight where he was just there spinning his guns and you just punch him once and he goes down. That's that would have yeah. been. That's a great reference because I don't know if you've ever played that. Cause no, <laughs> okay, there's a there's an enemy in that game. You're doing all these boss fights. He's ex, he's electrocutional. They're all mercenaries um, trying to hunt down Batman. And mm-hmm. he's like, there's a you're in a cage match looking situation. He's pumping his fists against each other. Electricity is shooting out. He's coming out. It's a it's a boss fight in the video game. He has a life bar and yeah, everything. Yeah, he's got a big old life bar. You you oh man, it's gonna be rough. You hit him one time, he drops like a sack of bricks, <laughs> and then you get his electric. But it's a if if they would have done that for for Ocelot, it would have it would have fit with the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have fit with Snake making Snake a badass, and it, yeah, it just makes sense. They should something like that would have been really cool. <laughs> Even if you wanted to do a shootout, like shoot him once, like a and he just oh god no <laughs> oh, ah, that really hurts you know. Um, because it's he exhilarating. Is, yeah, he, yeah, it's not so exhilarating now, is it, Ocelot? Freaking hearts, don't it? Um, but, man, the fear fight was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I'll ask you this when we get to the end, but mm-hmm. are you still just hitting them with, like, trank rounds? Trank rounds, stun grenades, uh, not so much the cigarette spray, I'm more using that for enemies, but just stun grenades and uh, Mach 22. I know you've played this a lot, so to you, like you've, I I'm I'm starting to enjoy using more of the weapons, and so mm. I was kind of looking to see if there was going to be more like elaborate non-lethal weapons. There probably is more, uh, better non-lethal strategies than what I'm using, but uh, okay. I'm getting through, and I'm having like, 
it's making me play the game in a completely new way. Yeah, yeah. I might, so I might discredit. Yeah, no, play, no, I understand. It's, I just something. I was just saying, what's it. the RPG of non-lethal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the RPG works really well. <laughs> on like, if we got a few guys coming at you, RPG to the ground, man. Clears that up real fast. Sub grenades are pretty cool because like you can just uh, roll them out from underneath. Like if you get spotted and hide underneath, like uh, in the canyon, one of the little holes and everything. They'll just be, like, standing around trying to shoot in the hole. You just, like, roll one out, and then two of them will get knocked down. And then one's like, oh, what happened? And then you roll another one out, and he's gone. <laughs> I had a moment with the um, the magazine. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell y'all. I put the magazine down just to see what it does. And a guy was coming around the corner. And so I put a claymore right behind the magazine <laughs> and so he bends out like ooh look at this and then boom <laughs> goes on. and at that moment I paused the game and I just kind of was sitting there thinking about what my CSI Miami like big <laughs> you know pun joke would be and I couldn't come up with one at the time it really bummed me out but, but then you realized the most obvious one what that he had what's the most obvious one Something like that blew in, up in your face or something. That blew up in your face, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. Th- it was late at night when I was playing this. Come here, burn. But I was just happy that it walked. <laughs> and there was that second of him looking down at the magazine, having a nice little time for just a second before that claymore went off and <laughs> blew him to hell. Um, fear fight ends. Fear blows up like everybody. Explosion to arrows. Yes, yeah, that, that you have to cool. dot. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it's got, like a, it's got the last stand perk. It is the last stand <laughs> perk. Man, he would have pissed off some people in 2007, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's um, cheap, so. It's cheap. It's cheap. Park. They shouldn't have had that park. No, that was martyrdom. Is yeah, what yeah, you there think. you go. Last, last stand is when the you one. get the use the pistol yeah for like three seconds or take Bo- the coward's way out both of those are dumb <laughs> somewhere out there people. the last stand i get i get that martyrdom that's cheap last stand's problem was you would get hit with like a sniper and then drop in like an area where they were completely uncomfortable <laughs> and there's no one to shoot and you just lay there <laughs> you know um okay enough call to for talk conversation um yeah so the infight i actually really really enjoyed uh we go back into the warehouse um, cutting through there. This is also where we're contacted by Eva. Mm-hmm. And Eva's like, hey, I know that you're heading to Groznygrad. You're not going to be able to get in there. It's like a f- impenetrable fortress. Mm-hmm. Also, that um, key that you got is a fake key. And you got to get my key. Well, it's a key to the warehouse, it's not key to, to the one Grozny- door, not the yeah. Groznygrad. Gotcha. Like, it's like, this key is very good at opening this one door that leads to the forest. <laughs> Which kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. no, I mean, it wouldn't make sense if, like, my house key also worked on your house key. Like, you know, <laughs> That's fair, yeah. It, may, like, it makes sense that it's a separate thing. Snake just assumed it was an all-purpose key. Like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> Snake's the kind of guy who would be like, I have a key now. All doors are open to me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm still not impressed with Snake. Like, I know people love Snake, but I'm still not impressed with him. Um, we go right back through the the uh, the warehouse again. It feels like there should be more to that warehouse. There is if you blow the encounter, because that's the first time you see shield guys come up. Oh, I had uh, yeah, I ran into those a couple of times. <laughs> RPGs work really good on them. That's true. Yeah, oh, these guys are those guys are not fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't for you. For me, they're pretty simple. I want to say they get shielded from the uh, stun grenades too so yeah because they they just kind of dunk because they will shield themselves from frag grenades yeah. 
what does work is going up and using CQC and just flipping them, flipping them over, and just keep running through. Oh, I could also a good dive yeah. tackle just to get out of the way. I could pull that off easily. Just knock me away. <laughs> you have to get lucky with the timing. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be a little bit smart with it. But okay, dude. Oh, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right when I said that, I was called like, out. Boy, I'm, I'm boy, I messed up here. Um, it's a revenge for you trying to take the podcast away from me for two straight episodes. Well. Um, as we come back out, we go back in. We're going to start climbing a mountain. Got to meet Eva on top of the mountain. She's like, oh, the end is waiting for you in the valley of this mountain. Yeah, we'll warn She's whispering the, for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's He's weird. the father of modern sniping. That's true. I'm just like, I'm on the headset. You don't have to whisper, Eva. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like a mile away inside a warehouse. I think I'll be okay right now. She yeah. tells you twice he's the father of modern sniping. First in that conversation, and then once you're in the boss fight he was like remember he's the father of modern sniping <laughs> you gotta know bro <laughs> well also yeah I, mean, I think it's kind of weird placement that both of these bosses are so close to each other cause the fury I mean the fear and the end are pretty similar they are pretty similar mm-hmm. in some aspects like they're kind of close they're very much focused on the survival aspect of yeah, the game. And the and the hunting mm. aspect of hunting down the end is especially big, but the fury is the same thing. But um you know, as we come out of the the warehouse there, we're going up through the you know, some trails, just a couple guards there. I shot a guy in the nuts. <laughs> uh, which I thought was pretty fun. Good times. Great times. I shot him and he went down like a sack of bricks. I thought that was fun that that was considered like an instant kill shot. Wow. Um so this is. Do we get to the tunnel before the end? That's after. That's right? after the end because it's almost. I think there's a few guards. Le- yeah, there's. Okay. Yeah, there's. If you go down like this, the forest, and if you go to the right, you can. There's a little house there with a few supplies and everything, and yeah. then you get to the end. Yeah. If you go to okay. the left. There's a hole in the ground, so. <laughs> well, I'm finger the... gunning right now. <laughs> oh, like the... a pile of leaves with a hole or something? No, there's not in? even a pile of leaves. It's just a hole. Just a big, what happens? Deep, you die. Okay. Snake died. That got me during the uh, fear fight. He had like a trap <laughs> with uh, uh, leaves on top that fell through once and went, all right, cool. Yep. There was a cool moment in which... I'm not I, even mad. <laughs> in the fear fight, there was a moment in which I triggered one of the log traps mm-hmm. and at the last second dived out of the yeah. way. And it felt pretty cool to be like, oh, crap, and then it hit it. And then I came up and like was able to get a couple of shots on him. Like, it felt like a cool moment. Mm. I was like, okay, this stuff is starting to click. A mm. hot tip for you to get through these areas that are very wooded and filled with uh, enemies is alert them all and then when they follow you walk through all the traps oh, that's a good plan. Out. <laughs> i've never thought about that <laughs> that's a solid plan that is i did try to throw a snake at a guy like michael was telling mm-hmm. me about that was fun um did it work out for you no no <laughs> did you throw a poison this one or did you just throw like a i think i just snake? threw a snake at him <laughs> so he was so confused like i, I realized he didn't die quickly and so I just shot him real fast. Like he might have eventually died, but like I threw the snake at him. He was like, "Oh!" And then I shot him. <laughs> Surprise! So his last few moments in the ward were very confusing. Um, the end fight. It's you know you when you meet him, you realize he kind of like photosynthesis. He's got photosynthesis. He's photosynthetic, but he still gets to wear clothes. What the heck, quiet? Well, he doesn't have. He doesn't look good. Like quiet. Okay, Nick. In the oh, game God. Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. There is a character who is a sniper. Her uh-huh. name is Quiet. Oh, weird. Quiet does not speak. 
quiet is photosynthesis, can photosynthesize. Um, the excuse is, therefore, she cannot wear clothes. Because huh. if she's wearing clothes... She breathes through her skin. Yeah, she breathes gotcha. through her skin, so you can't wear clothes, Nick. Mm-hmm. But would you want this old man? Despite the fact that you can unlock naked? clothes for her later. Well, I mean, the lore. Yeah, that's very weird. That you can also you can unlock body paint that makes her silver or gold, which is also weird. But, you would. I feel like clothes uh, would be more conducive to photosynthesis than clogging up all your pores with paint. Exactly. That's how that guy died <laughs> filming the Wizard of Oz. Like, uh, what? Like, did a guy die painting himself yellow? There was a lot of rumors and everything with the okay. Wizard of Oz. There was rumors that there was a guy hanging himself on a tree in the background I of that movie. That. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of like rumors and everything with that movie in particular, so I don't actually know. Um, but... Yeah, as you're you're moving in, you get to the end fight. Yeah, I thought that was weird. That makes sense. Uh, they kind of really, yeah. That was my first thought. Was like, what the heck? You did I mean, I know dirty. why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. I know why, but in lore, there is no reason. Metal Gear Solid Five is the most disappointing game I've ever played in my Shut life. Shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Shut your mouth. I like that game. You can beat the quiet fight by dropping a box on my head. I did that. That was cool. That was you just awesome. Call in an air like an air support box. On her position, and you just watch as she's staring you down with your sniper rifle, and then a box comes out of the Getting air and knocks her in there. The first hour of Metal Gear Solid Five is the best Metal Gear game. Everything else is the worst Metal Gear game. Hmm. No, no, I feel about that. <laughs> um, it's a ringing endorsement. <clears throat> yeah. Boy, Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Um, Metal Gear. The end fight is pretty cool. I actually really like this fight. Um... Using the thermal goggles again, I got myself a sniper rifle at this point because it's in that first little building. Like, if you didn't get it before, this is where they just give you one. 1v1 me, bro. Uh, <laughs> no hard scopes. No hard scopes. No no quick scopes either. When I played this back on the from quick on that one. <laughs> when I played this back on the PS2, like, you've already did the... When you play Metal Gear Solid 1, you have the kind of sniper fight with Sniper Wolf, but it's just uh, you and her, like, in, like, two separate... It's in one area, so you're just like walking around, going to cover and everything. This boss fight on playing it on the PS2 was like insane to me because it was like in multiple areas. There was no like boss music. It was a very slow paced boss fight. Back when I played this in like 2006, I played it a few years late, so 2006 or 2007. Like it was, it was insane. Like I've never played a boss fight like that before. Something so slow and methodical in such a way like this. It's slow, but it's not boring. Exactly. Like, it's it's tense. Yeah, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Like, using the thermal goggles to track his footsteps. Mm-hmm. Using the thermal goggles to look through the, you know, the foliage. Looking out for the shimmer of yeah. the, uh, the reflection of the scope. Yeah. yeah. I actually really like this fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool that you can shoot him beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I think you kind of rob. You would yourself. miss yourself out on the. Fight. What happens if you shoot him? Then is there like a like? Does this just does that nothing happen here? There is another way. The to, <laughs> there is another way to beat him too that I was alluding to. I wasn't alluding to that way in particular. But if the boss fight was giving you trouble, I was going to say go into your Xbox or wherever you're playing this game, set the internal clock forward two weeks. Then he will die of old age. <laughs> He'll be laying there. Snake just walks up to him, flips him over. You give you phone call. It's like, oh, he just died. <laughs> I like the fact. I like the fact that in lore, in that moment, Snake just hung around in the jungle for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, just well, so if you go to save, it says, "Are you sure you want to? You sure you want to save right now?" Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it does do that, don't it? It, it gives you a warning, like yeah. a heads up warning about that. Say, hey, uh, also, it does. It's, if you like give up on that fight and leave the game for like two weeks and then come back to it, it'll like make it easier for you. But it's also like a fun little gag there too. But I, I, I think I, I think, think playing cool this moment. boss fight is a really cool Easter egg. But yeah, playing this boss fight is really good. See, with that in mind, I was like looking for in-game stuff that mm-hmm. could like shorten this fight for me oh. so <laughs> in the first area that you go to there's like a little shack that i think may have the sniper if you didn't pick it up earlier yeah i think yeah this parrot is sitting there so i'm just like maybe if i kill this bird <laughs> it'll end this fight and he's just like what's wrong with you man like <laughs> he's like that's you're going too far like kill me not my bird <laughs> i wish i would shot that bird <laughs> never knew oh, this man. oh my god that's, that's great <laughs> I, i'm really gonna speak like i don't know if this is like it's not like, I I like this game now, but this is a, something that I generally do like a lot about this game. This was a good fight. Mm-hmm. It was a cool moment. Uh, it still holds up in 2020. Yes, absolutely. Like, like, five has a the quiet fight is like this in five. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, she's you're hunting her down in the jungle. You know, you're not using Thormor as much, but you're looking for the glint. You're watching where she's moving throughout the environment. You're trying to you know wiggle your way around to get that one shot off on her before she, you know. So they do go back to the well with this again. And you said in one, there was a sample fight too. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty good. Pretty good. So playing non-lethal, do you, are you approaching him? Because what it came down to me is like, I just find him. Instead of like trying to snipe him, I'm just like running up on this dude and like shotgunning him until he like falls over. This is when I realized the uh, tranquilizer has pretty good range. So you did snipe him. I, I sniped him with well, a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> See, I thought in some aspects, like... like you just hit him like a few times, and then he gets up and then goes to yeah. like the next area. He like drops like a flashbang. Yeah. Um, but you also, can still follow him. Like that, he it's not like a disappear. Like you'll see him like run and everything past the flashbang too. It's yeah. What you fun. can do is you can also like if you can like dive behind something, mm-hmm. you won't get affected by the flashbang. You can just follow him that way. So mm-hmm. there was a couple of times <laughs> I was running behind him, M sixteen a blaring, just chasing his old man through the woods. Last time I played this, I played on hard. It was mostly me with a shotgun chasing him through the woods. Yeah. So every time he dropped a flashbang, I dropped a white phosphorus. It just fell to the ground. You want up to him. Yeah, it's just like, gotcha, bro. I got stuff too. <laughs> That's great. You just drop a little flashbang. You're like, okay, you want to do that? Let's escalate this a little bit. Stop White prosperous. Man, you're, you're spec ops the line. That's the, that equivalent. That's the equivalent of like you're doing improv and then someone pulls out a gun and just changes the flow of the scene entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and? <laughs> so, Michael, how was the party last night? Oh, look, it's Nick. <laughs> it's Michael Scott in, in yeah, the improv class. <laughs> oh god, Nick's got a gun. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta take a break here. Um, yeah, this is a great fight. When you take him down, he doesn't really like explode into like a lethal thing. He blows up into like leaves. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he has like, a, a bonding experience with you in his last moments. Yeah, he's like you know very respectful. I was like, oh, you got me. Yeah, good job, man. <laughs> well, even when he um like when he has the conversation, because he's over like a hundred years old. Yeah. Like, he says he, he's, he's like, over a hundred. Yeah, so like he says like, oh, you know, this was a good last fight. You know, it was a good death. 
you know, it's it, he's like it's it's not like the rest of them who seem like, which begs the question why he hangs out with the rest of these you know jackasses because <laughs> like the pain and the fear are like straight up freaking monsters and then this old man who just likes to who's just the modern of modern day sniping well because that's the emotion the supposedly that he carries in because all of the cobra unit are named after the emotion that they carry in the battle what's like the, the what fury. is the end yeah the, the end is like embracing death like looking for mm. that's how i interpret it in a lot of ways it. like he's just like he's doing it until he has his like final battle so that's that's it. his entire purpose he wants to have one final Last hurrah. I can yeah. get behind that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it makes sense because if you die, or die, quotations, to this dude, he just picks you up, takes you back to the fortress, and drops you in the jail there. Oh, yeah, because he can shoot you with tranquilizers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not Yeah, I didn't that's that. what got got me one time him. first playing this. If you, <laughs> if you get shot with tranquilizers at, when you don't take any damage, it's suspicious. Like, going, yeah. huh, you go into survival inventory and you have tranquilizers on you. You go, oh, nope, nope, yeah. you cut those out. So I'm just like, why is it, what is this halo effect? It's like a dark halo of you getting sleepier <laughs> with your stamina drains. It's like, oh, I'm just going to pull these out real quick and eat three ramen noodle packs. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I really think this was a highlight of this game mm-hmm. to me. I really enjoyed this. It's such a great boss fight. Yeah, it's a great boss fight. It was really stuck with fight. me for like all these years playing after playing it the first time just because it was such a like if it was like a greatest hits of video games, you could make an argument that this boss fight could go on there. Absolutely. Nick says otherwise, but we'll move on. Um like I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. So at this point you move on, you find a tunnel that leads to a mine shaft. That leads to a ladder. The best ladder in video games. <laughs> Which that ladder takes about three minutes to climb. For good reason. <laughs> and has its own theme song. Yes. What do you yeah. say to that? <laughs> it's amazing. You know what? As I described the boss as like her speech as being masturbatory. This is masturbatory. Like Kojima sat there and he's like, we're going to take up. Three minutes worth of space on this PlayStation 2 disc. It's probably to load in the mountain area. Uh, no. no. <laughs> because oh, no, Just because man. the loading times are really quick going from place to place, they're probably like, we're loading an entire new terrain. So this is there to load in the new terrain. On I, the HD versions, it's like, here's a cool ladder. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but no. I will take that at face value. I'm it, sorry. Yeah. If you told me that twice in a row, I'd be like, yeah, you are probably right. <laughs> I don't know, man, because then you're loading in a song that seems to be counterproductive to trying to load. Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I did. I laughed for the full three minutes because they did the first lyric, and I was just like, oh. and it was just like, oh no, it's the full song. Okay. It's the verse in the chorus. It doesn't go into the second verse. It's echoey because it's in the tunnel. It's well, so the good. thing is, there's like a pause. Like, she sings the first lyric, and then there was like a 10 second pause. I was like, that's what really real. I, was so like, that's I think weird. they like tie it with the progress of you climbing the ladder. I think so. Because I stopped climbing when I heard that. And then I was just like, okay. And then it kept going. And it just keeps loading in more verses. It's like, okay. I wonder if you go back down to do it in reverse and makes it sound oh. like a satanic cult. Yeah, that'd, be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. It'd be like Led Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> when you get to the mountain, I like the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sniper rifle comes in really good handy on this mountain. Yeah, the first you bit where drop the... everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a patrol helicopter flying around. 
that it's pretty easy to dodge, really. Like, I didn't get caught by that. I got caught by dudes, but I didn't get caught by the patrol helicopter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was also, more annoyed that when you shoot it down, like, another one just comes in and takes <laughs> yeah. place. Yes, because I got all the way to the top of the mountain and got discovered, and then the helicopter started shooting me, so I did, like, a cool roll down the mountain yeah. to get to the anti-aircraft gun, and I shot the chopper down. I was like, yeah, that's gone. No, don't have to worry about that anymore. And they're like, and like, yeah, like, <laughs> right when I made that thought, I hear, <laughs> and the helicopter coming away, and I was like, son of a bitch. Um, but, man, that was that was a cool moment. Uh, that mountain school, like, if you kill guys, like, vultures will come eat them. Yeah. Which I found kind of interesting because also you can shoot the vultures. You can shoot the vultures. They give you two uh, pockets worth of food. Yeah. Yeah, but they make you sick. They I do? Get, yeah, I got sick eating one. Oh, you, you probably had spoiled food. No, maybe you. Uh, did you keep it for a while before you ate it, or did you shoot it while he was eating a dead body? Because I think I shot mine while he wasn't eating one. He was eating mm. a dead body. Oh, that's probably why it got you sick then. You got the hunger. Yeah, hungry. <laughs> um, you know, in hindsight, that probably makes some sense. Uh, but yeah, it was a cool moment. Like, there's not much like story to talk about here, but it's pretty freaking. Cool I had to section. restart this section after the end because I roll. I did a roll into a guy, and he fell off the cliff. <laughs> and it counts. Is that your, not uh, considered that, though? That counts because it was me who threw him off the cliff. Wow. I don't know, man. So the, the, no. You knocked him off, didn't kill him. The, the, the ball the, did. The ball did. The ball didn't kill him. The sudden stop at the bottom did. <laughs> um, please edit that so it just sounds like I got the joke right the first time. Oh, okay. No, don't, don't do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but seriously, though. Wink, wink. But seriously, wink, wink. <laughs> uh, this is, like I said, this is a really, really cool section. We get to the ruins. Um, easy little kind of section to walk your way up to the ruins. Uh, this is where we get to Eva, who's naked again, or in the process of getting naked. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm starting to think she's doing this on purpose. What? Like snakes, ti- snakes timing's not that good. <laughs> Does snake seem like a guy who got good, you know, good time? Um, she, you meet Eva, you get your your card. She explains to you that Groznygrad is like a massive fortress. She gives you the laydown of Groznygrad. Um, Basically, and she's also explained to you the timeline of um, how the tests are going, like how close they are to actually. Yeah, they finished up the, the second phase of the Shagohod and are now on like the final phase. And she says that once the Shagohod's complete, they'll kill Sokolov because he's not needed anymore. Yeah. So you're on a time crunch now, essentially. Um, she makes comments about how you feel about the boss as Snake. <laughs> and, like, literally is like, oh, she's like a mother to you, but that more. That you want bang. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and, like, it just... We talked about this in the first episode, that there's a lot of weird subtext going on there. Now the subtext is out the window now. Now it's <laughs> yeah. just text. It's like, if a stranger that you just met can pick up on it. Yeah, she's some, like... That's some thick tension right she's there. She's only known you for two days, and she's like, I think you <laughs> want to bang this lady. <laughs> does it have to be one or the other? Love or hate? He literally <laughs> says, does it have to be one or the other? I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, generally, motherly figure, you know, yeah, you probably shouldn't feel this way, Snake. <laughs> weird freaking dude. Um... Snake now runs a very popular website on the internet. <laughs> um, you also get night vision goggles given to you here. Yeah. Uh, which is very helpful in the upcoming section. Uh, so 
when you leave, if you go out the door, there's like the overlook. This is where you see Eva riding down the way with her motorcycle. She mm. does a swing jump over a canyon. Yeah, yeah, she rides down a mountain too. Yeah. Um, then we get that cut scene of them in Grozningrad, like. Well, Vogan mm-hmm. kills. Um, crap! What's that guy's name? The drunk. Oh, is that supposed Grenin. to be Grenin? Yeah, he Grenin. kills Grenin. Yeah, he kills him. He's he, had him. He's got him in a barrel, basically beating and electrocuting the barrel to till he dies. You know. So it's not they a, don't show him in there at first. It's just punching a barrel. So my note was like, Vogan is just punching barrels as one does. Sure. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, Grenin's in there. Who Never among mind. us? Who <laughs> among us has not hit a barrel? He he wants to be in like a final fight game. He thinks there's a talkie in there. No, um, naturally. Ocelot shows back up again. Dork of the year. Uh, he starts to call Volgan out on some stuff. He's and like, then, and then Volgan, and then he starts talking obsessively about Snake. And then Volgan asks, "Is like, have you fallen for him?" And Ocelot does not answer. <laughs> Why yeah, not true. answering? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, what well, that holds true throughout most of this series. Ocelot and Snake kind of yeah, and it's based on one way street. Yeah, Ocelot. Yeah, I, I was about is, to say it doesn't really seem like uh, Snake has any no it, anything says, for anybody. Yeah, Snake except for the boss. <laughs> yeah, he kind of, <laughs> like he looks at Eva. He's just like, "Hey, you're looking pretty good," but he never like tries to make a move because he's held up on the boss. Yeah. yeah, he's driven. He only has the mission in mind. I don't think he's driven. The mission. I think he's driven by something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's driven, just not by not by the mission. Um, everybody also keeps being like, "We don't think he can do this." Like. You're going to meet the boss. You ain't got it in you to kill him. Um, also, this is when we... This is where I figured out that Eva is Sokolov's girlfriend. Yeah. Because you see her and you... At this point, like, the model fits more. And also her The boots, scuff on the boots. The scuff on the boots. And then also lots like, uh, perfume. Yeah. And then he does, like, a point thing. <laughs> yeah, like, finger guns. Finger like, guns. Like, I got you. I know what's up with you. <laughs> he does not, like, call her out. Or anything from what we've seen so far. So it's just like the smells good. <laughs> I he'll put he'll piece it together ten minutes later and go. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, he'll figure it out in the game. <laughs> like as Eva is like riding away with Snake in a helicopter or something, he'll be like, "Wait a second. <laughs> like Os- you give Ocelot way too much credit to think he'll figure this out before then. Oh, I do, I do, I give Ocelot. Like a lot she'll more have to make and... a speech like the boss, being like, "It was me all along, Eva. <laughs> Eva is really Sokolov's girl." And he'll be like, "I knew it." I freaking knew it. Yeah. I want to see if your opinion on Ocelot changes at the very end of this I game. I doubt it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> it. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Um, so we come back out, walk our way back down the little mountain there into um, the connection to the underground tunnel that goes into Grass and the Gride. Uh, this is where we run into the flamethrower guys. The Fury. No, 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 no. no. Outside, there's the just in the trenches. Oh, those guys. Yeah. yeah. They don't play. Yeah, I, I just ran. I was just like, time. I'm spotted. I'm just gonna run. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, I knew through enough playthroughs that I don't want to mess with you, so I'm just gonna run out this alert phase and run to yeah, the door. Dude, freaking no. Because I'm like, nope, not dealing with these guys right now. I hit those guys with an RPG. Boom. Yeah, I woke everybody in the tri-state area up in the process, but man, we ain't getting new into a flamethrower. All right, no, I don't like this guy. How you're running with the flamethrower guys go, Nick? This is like the only part that I've actually done 100% stealth because I saw these dudes. I was like, oh, that's like intimidating. So I just waited around the corner and then pulled them out, threw them on the ground, then walked a little bit, threw the next one on the ground. So I actually did okay with these. I, I, I didn't I did to, get hit yeah. by one, but and mm-hmm. it's like a guaranteed, like, you're going to lose a quarter of your health. Wait, it mm-hmm. stuns you. 
Like it does. Yeah, or, and it's then not you like you can to, just get out of it. And you yeah. have to roll to. to Prints out fire. Out. Very bad for Snake. Yeah. <laughs> he can go. Th- he can go through bullets pretty well. Yeah. Snake can. Just he can run through just, bullets. All you need to do is just like pop yeah, it pop them out. out. But fire, man. Psh. Snake's like Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking can, about Frankenstein's monster? Podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast is over. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. We're going home. <laughs> Damn. So, so we made it six episodes before this all ends. Um, we go into the underground. Night vision goggles come into play here. Uh, then we run into the last surviving Copa unit that they recognize because we know that there's one more. Um, the Fury, who is a spaz, not Spetsnaz. Spe- no, she, no, he's a. He was an astronaut. Cosmonaut. He's a cosmonaut. cosmonaut. Not a spot. Not a spot. Okay. Cosmonaut. You were going for the Spazzins thing again. Yeah, he I, went I to screwed s- that up last time. I get it. I get it, man. He's a spaceman. He's a cosmonaut. Of all the, all the Cobra unit members, his uh, backstory is the most confusing for me. He went to space and then got mad. Yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know... Yeah, because am he, I wrong? That's, he's that's not like the, he's not like the glory or the isolation or any of those. He's things. mad. He's like screw all of y'all. I went to space and saw the earth from above, and now I want to destroy it. Well, he's like, like I, I saw it from above, and it was a world on fire. I think you were looking at the sun, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think you looked at the wrong planet, or you know, the wrong star. Okay. Yeah, I feel... I don't think that's supposed to be literal. I think that's supposed to be metaphorical. I know like, it's metaphorical. Stuff. But, you know, some of this metaphorical stuff don't really line up all the way. So I have a right to pick it apart. Incidentally, though, he is the coolest looking dude. Yeah, he looks like an action figure. He's yeah. Firefly from Batman. He's just Firefly from Batman. Um, he is. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that boss fight with um, in, Arkham Asylum, in Arkham Origins is kind of like this. A little bit. Yeah. All the Batman stuff is lost on me, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy, uh, same guy. He got a jetpack, flies around, shoots flamethrower. Um, but is he an astronaut? No. That's for the Fury is cool. Where's the helmet, though? He's pretty cool looking, though. Yeah. He looks like a freaking action figure. Like, compared to everybody else... He looks like he's gonna give you trouble. And then you do the boss fight, and he turns out he actually does give you trouble. <laughs> okay. For me, he was... I want to know strategies on this one because I feel like there's lots of different strategies here. Mm-hmm. I used my sniper rifle, and at first I tried to use night vision goggles, and then I realized that thermal is the actual way to do it. Same. So I used thermal goggles and a sniper rifle. Thermal goggles, uh, black camo head to toe, and uh, stuck to the shadows, crawling on one of the ends. And just seeing which uh, row he's down and just popping him with a few of the tranquilizers. And then like running back to the shadowy corner and just hiding so he doesn't see me. Because if he sees you once, at least for me, I didn't have a lot of tactics besides stun grenades to get out of there. So it was in five things to get out of those situations. So if I was caught, I would just be hit with flamethrowers and then he saw me. So I was... Yeah pretty screwed there so this boss fight took me a few times to get through it on non-lethal but it was it was a uh satisfying kill once i had it done because yeah. me and him were like on our last peg of health so i was just throwing stun grenades down the corner and they exploded and i went yeah finally got him yeah eventually it just took to me like walking through the fire to get the last bit of his health. <laughs> i was like i'm not rolling let's do this bro <laughs> well, especially when you get him down to that last little bit because at that point he doesn't he's just really, flying across the room yeah he doesn't really 
you can't really hide from them. Yeah. For me, I couldn't really hide from them at that That's point. That's how it is, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I had my M16 out just walking at them like, ah, <laughs> you know. Um, but did you, what was your strategy, Nick? Uh, it was pretty much just that, just kind of hang out. I stuck on the end caps, and then basically you try to flank them. Uh, and then they're, the fire barrels are almost like almost a crit every time. So it'll take out a chunk of his health bar. I never shot the barrel. Yeah, if you shoot those barrels, it'll stun him, and it'll basically do a pretty decent chunk on his health. It was... It was this was a cool fight, too. Like yeah. this mm-hmm. is, And this is completely different than the fear and the uh, end. Yeah. Because there is not as much of a stealth aspect to this. At least I didn't play it as much. Because um, I, I stuck to the ends using the sniper rifle and the thermal. And as you hit him... His thermal, his suit breaks. Yeah. So his thermal signature gets more pronounced. Hmm. So that did th- not happen to me because I was just stunning him. Yeah, but so, if you hit yeah. him with like the high cat, like the sniper rifle, I don't know if this works with the barrels. It does. Yeah. Yeah, because when the fire starts getting lit up, mm-hmm. that's when the night vision loses its effectiveness, and the thermal is on, is only effective if he you have hit him into the point that his his suit's brighter than the rest of the fire. Okay. Because sometimes, especially if the fight goes on a long time, because he will do that fly-by thing multiple times if you're not careful. Yeah, when he gets to the end, like, it's pretty much that's all he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you can lose him in the thermal at that point because it's just so much fire, you can't see him. But if you get done enough damage to that, I guess the helmet is why I was shooting him. I don't know if it's everywhere. Um, you will his, his thermal signature is so pronounced that you can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's at, so it's a pretty it's a pretty solid fight. Um, I like this fight a lot. Uh, some could say it's a Metal Gear solid fight. You know, who would uh, say that? Who would who would say that? Oh no, that's a bad joke. Let's rewind that. Uh, you can't take that. Nope. No, you're making the worst joke. It's it's all the worst joke, Nick. I hate to tell you. Today's bad jokes are tomorrow's great jokes. That is true. I saved myself. Very solid. One thing is interesting is is it the the voice actors? names that come up yes. is that supposed to be the voice actors it names? is like, yeah so like the fury is like you know he's like it's jason green or whatever you know something like that yeah you know is that the voice actor or is that the name of the character no it That's is the, the voice, voice actor, actor. <laughs> okay, okay. i didn't know i didn't know well the only reason i knew is because it, it, when it introduces like solid snake it says solid snake david hater it's just like oh yeah so I was like okay. is that the character and i googled it and then i found that meme Guess it's <laughs> you found the meme uh gotta be careful with those memes y'all know the meme you know the meme um, yeah, man, they're pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, I the, the moment he blows up in like a fiery face. Yeah, I was, uh, that yeah. was my note for him. Yeah. Flames make a face when he explodes. And um, blow up stuff. Yeah, just like fly around blowing shit up. Um, man, I well, this is our stopping point, of course, right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, much better playthrough session, I think, this time than last time. Yeah. And we're laid out with exactly what we need to do. We need to... Because we're right below Grozny Grad at this point. Once we... Uh, I did went to... I climbed up the ladder and got like a small little cut scene that like introduced Grozny Grad. So we're there. And Eva outlined what we need to do. We need to enter the east wing of Grozny Grad, neutralize Rykov, which uh, is some blonde-headed guy. Because she walks us through... I think we skipped over it. She walks us through yeah. everything we need to do yeah. For our next section here. 
We need to neutralize Rykov, steal his clothes, and then make our way to the West Wing. Yeah, she gives you like a full breakdown of the place. And This is either an incredibly easy section or an incredibly difficult section, depending on how it goes. Oh, no. For me, so. <laughs> so, Because like, for... on paper, it's just like, oh, you just knock this guy out and steal his clothes. Yeah. But it's not as, you'll find out it's not as simple as it seems on paper. We like a lot with, can go wrong here. Yeah. With me and Nick not being like familiar with where this goes, I was asking like, "Oh, you know, it feels like we're at the end. You know, like one more session will be done." And then you kind of like, "Ah, not really. Things yeah. things are going to loop back around here." So, where is our stopping point? Our stopping point is going to be is going to be a longer, quieter scene at the at a waterfall. So after the waterfall scene, any cut scenes after, during that scene, we're not stopping on a boss fight this time because this is the last like moment of calm before we get to the end. And at the end, of, once you get to this section near the end of this game, it's just nonstop for like four straight hours of just one thing leading into another thing leading into another thing. So I want to stop at the point at the waterfall because it's a good stopping place because it lays out everything you need to do from there on out to the end of this game okay just so we're clear uh you said a quieter moment at a waterfall mm -hmm. it's it, we're gonna know what it is right there's not multiple points at waterfalls like it'll, Did, you, it'll be you, like a cut you will know this there's well it's multiple cut scenes in a waterfall and it lays out everything that you need to do for the end of this game okay so it's like the um like in every RPG, like at this point, if you continue down this path, you have started the end game. Exactly. Please complete all it's, side missions before you. Know. It's the moment, and it feels like a, you're about to get to the end game. So yeah, okay. this is, it's going to be our shortest section. This is probably like, if you play through it quick, this might be two hours of gameplay, but this might end up being like four or five hours of gameplay, depending on how the stealthing and okay, rising bad goes. It could go bad. It could go bad. It could yeah. go real bad. Yes. <laughs> so, and as, as we're playing a little bit more loud over on this side of the room, uh, it could maybe go bad for us. So, we'll see. Okay, so our stopping point will be at the waterfall. Um, we will be doing this upcoming episode and then one more on Metal Gear and then we'll be done with Metal Gear Solid 3. We'll be announcing our next game. Uh, we also would love to hear from you. Man, feedback on this episode has been really good. Mm -hmm. like a, very, a lot of people have been excited about this episode, been very proud of it. Um, so thank you, everybody, who's been listening. Uh, we've been really over the moon with all the, uh, the, the way we've had feedback. We didn't anticipate this much feedback this quickly. And so thank you guys very much for all of that. We're going to keep on moving on and trying to get better every single week. Um, so look for the next episode coming up and thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure to shoot those emails over to stateofsave at gmail.com. We also are on Twitter at stateofdsave on Twitter. We're still working on getting that up and running, you know. Um, but, you know, make sure you tell your friends. Every listen we get is a big win for us and it just gets our name out there. But that's the, that's the end game right now. Try and get the name out there, get in front of more people. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Uh, look forward to seeing you.